Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well, today we have a sequel to one of our most favorite podcasts of last year, of 2018. It was our second most listened podcast, which was an episode in which I talked with my best friends, my sort of ride or die crew of five other women about friendship. We all gathered again in January, which we do every year, this group of friends, and we had yet another conversation. We took questions from you guys, and we answered questions about going deeper in friendships. So if that is something that you have always wanted in your life, um, I hope you will give it a listen. It was a really interesting conversation. I'm super excited because I haven't heard it yet, so I will be listening along with everyone else. Totally. Very, very cool. It was good. People gave us good questions. So what's happening with you this week? How are you doing? Well, I just, you know, have some first world problems I'd like to complain about. Okay, good. Um, The first is weather related. And I know that you're going to have a lot of sympathy for me in this, (laughs) given that you live in the weather toilet of America. Hashtag weather toilet. But, you know, listen, it's just we're not prepared out here in Southern California for weather outside of the 65 degree to 85 degree window. We're just, we are not, we're not prepared. We don't know what to do. We don't have coats. We don't have the shoes. (laughs) We have beanies Mm -hmm. and windbreakers and flip-flops. That's, yeah, that's how far we go. So it's been raining for three straight days. And I mean, dumping. That's, that is pretty insane. For your part of the country. It is. It does not and rain I mean, let me, that long, Let me usually. explain for context for people who've never lived in Southern California. Our schools, our children's schools are outside schools. Like, they don't even eat inside. Everything happens outside. Our roads, our homes, like, everything just floods. Like, we just, we just think it's never going to rain, and then it does, and we're like, what? We don't know what to do. <laughs> so my what? kids... Are, you know, they're cooped up at school. They're not going outside for lunch, which they just think is the weirdest thing. Like my kids the other day were like, Mom, did you know at some schools the hallways are inside? <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> schools out here are just like yeah. little portables. They're they little are. like they're little trailer parks of classrooms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've just I don't know what to do with inside kids. Like my kids are outside all day, every day. And I don't know what to do with inside children. I I just am like, just watch five more hours of TV. Yeah. The, what else could we do if that you can't is, go outside? Um, a lot of extra people in your house that you're not used to having in your house all day. And they're just roaming around. They're like depressed. <laughs> I think we all have seasonal affective disorder. Like, they're just like, what do we do? And they're laying on the couch like, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. Can you just go outside even though it's raining? Welcome to this wonderful thing called winter. It's a season that most people have that lasts like four months. And I know. 
Yeah, I just got like a little weather alert that it's going to be 10 on sa- Saturday. 10. I, 10. I, I can't even conceive of that. Well, you 10. know, I just got back from Austin and this yes. is how stupid I am as it pertains to weather. The group of us go to brunch. This is the group that I'm going to chat with at the end of this um, of this of our little update. Um, we went to brunch and we're in the restaurant and I look over and there's like a clothing rack with clothing on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, do they like do photo shoots here or something? And my <laughs> friends are like, Kristen, that's a coat rack. <laughs> oh my God. What's wrong with you? Um, okay, like, that oh. is that's that's over the top. That's you quaint. Never what seen a quaint a little rack. a coat rack. What oh, a quaint little God. idea. Life is so hard out there in Southern California. It's just I know. Hard. I just so I know I shouldn't complain and yet I did yesterday. On Facebook, and I just had many people telling me, just shut up. Yeah, basically, I'm going to do the same and just tell you to pipe down down there. Because, But I will say, having lived there for 12 years, that when it does rain, first of all, rain in California, Southern California, is like a couple little, like, droplets hit the streets, and it's like they shut down the city. It's kind of ridiculous. But, like, rains like this, if it's really hard and going for several days, that's, that's not, you guys aren't prepared. I will give you that. Not prepared. We're not. No one knows what to do. No one knows how to drive. Oh, no. Oh, gosh, no. No. But other than that, I'm doing pretty well. I, you know, I, um, it's been a whirlwind. I, I went to Tokyo the day after Christmas, and then I just um, went out and had my trip with my girls, um, with my girlfriends. And then immediately after that, I ended up flying up to be with a friend. There was just kind of a, a tragedy that happened. And so I am just now home, I feel like, for the first time since Christmas. Which is crazy. I feel like I've been going and going and going since Christmas. So I'm a, I'm a little tired. Yeah. I'm a little tired, a little emotional, a little spent. Yes. Well, well um, yeah. I would be too. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, um, you might have noticed. So when Kristen and I do these um, – when we do our episodes, we kind of have like a shared document that we're working off of just to like kind of keep us in check and not going off on like random tangents. And you'll probably notice, Kristen, that underneath my um, update, it was blank. It's empty. It's, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Does Sarah there. have no update? I do have an update, but I wanted to get your full-on initial reaction for what I'm about to tell you. I didn't want you to oh, even this think feels about like it's it. going to be good. Like you couldn't even give me a preview no. in our shared Google Doc. Like no. you had to like – no. I mean, are you ready for this? This is big. I'm very ready. Kristen Howerton, we got a dog. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> oh, I, I, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know okay. how I'm supposed to respond to this. We have to, like, explain to people that you and I are probably two of the most dog-averse people on the planet. I mean, not really even just dogs. I'm kind of an animal-averse person. I've never... Well, so am I. Never had a pet, you guys. Let's just think about that for a second. I'm 44 years old, and I've never had a pet. You didn't have dogs as a kid? I did have dogs as a kid. No, I have never had a... We had a hamster. My mom put him on top (laughs) of the dryer and turned it on on accident, and he, like, died of overheating or something. That is, like, my extensive... Gosh. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like we have, we don't have the dog So, like, yet. was this pre-planned? Was this premeditated? Yes. Was this an impulse buy? No, this has been, I have been research. you know me, I have been researching of dogs and breeds and training probably for two years because I told myself. You probably have a, a very big dossier um, <laughs> I of do. research. I do. I do. It's like a whole Google tab of all different links. But, um 
I really wanted the kids to have a dog. And, but I didn't want it to happen before they were like, they needed to be independent and older. So like, we kind of hit this point. My youngest is eight and we started talking about dogs pretty seriously about five or six months ago. You know, Derby's a tween. And so he's just whatever. I mean, he's just very sullen about what, okay, dog, whatever. But you know, Malou's pretty excited. Anyway, so, um, but I was still like, you know what, it's going to be like the right moment, like the right thing's going to happen. I'm not going to force this issue. And I really wasn't in any hurry to get one. And then uh, good friends of ours that live a couple streets down, they got um, a standard poodle about two months ago <laughs> named Bobby. That's what the breeder named him. Good old, she's, her name is Bobby with an I. And yes. um, this is the most well-behaved just the, the the most wonderful dog. I'm just in love with this dog. And they have really good personalities. They, yeah, super smart, very o- obedient. Um, but I was still, you know, I'm like, I love your dog. And, you know, they, they're hyperallergenic. They don't shed. It's basically my dream dog. Um, so the interesting thing was like, well, there's a breeder that lives about one hour out of the city. And the, the mother of these dogs is a service dog. And the father, um, they're just these two really amazingly well-behaved poodles. And they've created three or four litters. And I think 70% of these dogs have gone on to be service dogs. So they're just, oh, wow. they're a very mild-mannered bunch um, because the mom is very stern, like from the get-go with these little puppies. So anyway, we went there a couple weeks ago. We met the puppies we put a deposit down for a male standard poodle and um, we are supposed to get the poodle at the end of February. Uh, but I finagled my way. I was, I am actually traveling a lot in March. So I approached the breeder and was like, would you keep the dog until it's three months old? Because I'm traveling a lot and <laughs> Lord knows I'm going to be the one that takes care of this dog. I mean, that's why the decision took to so long. I will be the one oh, totally. with the dog. I mean, I'm the one at home all the time. Exactly. So anyway, she said, no problem. So we're not getting the dog until April 1st when the dog is three months old. And she's like, we'll pretty much have him leash trained and house trained at that point. Of course, we'll have to train him in our own home to know where to go in the backyard. But I'm kind of pumped about that situation because it kind of like rules out the whole early three months of the crying dog at night. And I don't, Uh, I'm done. Like I've had babies. I've done the like no sleeping thing. I don't want it. So, yeah, like I am going to be a dog owner. Here we go. Wow. And they grow to be, you know, 60, 70 pounds. Like when they're on their hind lanes, they're, they're, they'll be a standard than me. poodle can be really big. Yeah. yeah. And these, and I've seen, I mean, obviously I've seen the parents, they're big, but it's a, it's a red poodle. Oh my gosh. So cute. Oh my gosh. So oh, cute. that's oh my pretty. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did not expect that, Sarah. I, know. I would not have guessed that. I know. Who am I? Who am I? I don't know. Well, you're you're a dog mom. I'm now. a dog owner now. So that's my update. I've just been on YouTube watching seventeen thousand videos on how to house train a dog, how to keep a dog from <laughs> chewing, how to how to how to develop a service dog. I mean, it's my new project. You know that I am a huge fan of audible books and we are both trying to be listening more um, listening to audiobooks is a great inspirational motivational way um, of reading books and this is one of our favorite sponsors audible it's something I already use and love 
Yes, if you guys aren't familiar, Audible gives you access to a huge selection of audiobooks on everything from self-help, modern fiction, motivational books, thrillers, memoirs, and now they have these Audible originals, which makes the selection way more custom, made for members themselves. Um, even though I am usually a nonfiction girl, I have been enjoying some fiction lately, like I just said, and I just finished The Snow Child, and it was so, so good. If you guys are looking for a fiction book. It's set in Alaska. It is just beautiful. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So an Audible membership gives you three titles every month. You get one audiobook and two Audible originals. And the originals are really good. They're by authors that you recognize. Um, and you can't hear them anywhere else. Members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. You can listen on any device, anytime, anywhere, at home, at the gym, on your commute, or just whenever you're on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library that you keep forever, even if you cancel. Yes, it's great. So you can get started with a 30-day trial. Go to audible.com slash selfie, or you can text selfie to 500-500 to get started. So again, that's Audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash selfie or text selfie to 500-500. All right. Well, we're going to dive into this conversation I had with my friends and I want to do a quick introduction of who is on this. Um, And if you are not familiar and you want to know what the heck we're talking about, we did this at our gathering last year and recorded it onto the podcast. So if you want to hear more about the origin story of this group of friends, That is on the friendship episode of Selfie, episode 21, which will be linked up in the show notes of this episode. You don't have to listen to that first. It might just give some interesting context once you've listened to this one. So this is a chat with Jen Hatmaker. She's an author and speaker. She wrote um, For the Love and of Mess and Moxie. Um, It's also with Jamie Wright. She is the author of a very funny and poignant book called The Very Worst Missionary. It's with Sarah Bessie, who wrote Jesus Feminist and Out of Sorts, and my friend Tara Livesay, who is a midwife who runs Heartline Haiti Maternity Center in Haiti. She's a total badass. Now, our group is rounded out by a sixth member, Sarah Goodfellow, who, Sarah, you also know, um, but Sarah Goodfellow um, refuses to join us on our... (laughs) recorded chats which I love she's like you know what not doing I have no interest or time for this so (laughs) I love it but Sarah Goodfellow is a mom of four and she um does safe families so she is often taking in kids who are in need of shelter um and she and her husband also started the Peru arm of crochet kids so yes it's a great group of women and this is really us just chatting about how we went deeper in our friendship together Hi, everybody. Hi. And one of the questions we got a lot was around kind of doing a deeper dive with your friends. So a lot of you had asked, because we, we're very vocal about the fact that we, we um, dive in with each other. We ask each other hard questions. We confront each other. We challenge each other. Yeah. And some of you have asked, how do you do that? How, how do you do that? How do you resolve those feelings around that? Um, and how do you move your friendships into that if they're at a more surface level. So I thought we could talk about that a little bit. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think it starts with some one person being brave enough to say a big scary thing. Oh, that's, that's true. Like one person has to be brave enough to mm-hmm. lay something out there that they're kind of afraid to say out loud or that they, you know, that's risky. And um, then everybody else has to follow along. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really happens when everybody is saying 
deep, meaningful, and risky things in a group, mm-hmm. and kind of and just taking taking mm-hmm. that being vulnerable and mm-hmm. and scared yeah. and and but yeah. once you once you cross that boundary, it's like there's no going back. Mm. Yeah, no, if if only for blackmail purposes. There's no <laughs> going back. And I think um, in terms of vulnerability with friends, it doesn't always work. And I think it is That's a good point. it's really one of those things you can't force it. Um, you can't especially force vulnerability with a friend who's not interested in going there. And there's a lot of people that aren't, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of people that aren't. Yeah. And, and in fact, even within this group, we had some people that were not interested in that, you know, yeah. and that, you know, those people And in a lot of ways, they almost like off. remove themselves or right. kind of like fall away and just, you know, with blessing and with good right. goodwill and like no hard friendship, feelings. no hard feelings. But that's not, not everybody's ready at. for the intensity level. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think in even in just, re- you know, regular life one-on-one situations, it's like, you you put yourself out there and it's and it's um, it, it feels like asking someone if they like you like you <laughs> and um, like me like that <laughs> and like James said you put out the vulnerable thing and if you put that out there and they don't reciprocate then you go okay this isn't the friend that's gonna go deep with me mm-hmm. this friend is not there and then you keep looking for the friend who's interested in going deep mm-hmm. and I I want to say this I think that the friends that go deep with you like that might not be your fun friends and they oh, might not point. be your um school mom friends or or, or your you know, daily friends that you see yes. like every single day yes. like we all live everywhere yes mm-hmm. so that friend might meet that singular particular purpose right. of going deep yeah there's and, different types of friends yes. that you have like i have friends that i see every single day but then i have I mean, every, every friendship has a different, you right. can't expect everybody to be doing the same thing or meeting the same need, or even that you will have all of your needs met in one person. Right. Like I, we go deep with each other, but then I have friends that I think are funny, that are right. different than right. you guys. Right. But we're but are funny. They funny? Are they funny? <laughs> like I have funny I friends. I have funny friends. friends. Sorry, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I what? have pretty friends. Right. <laughs> then I also have interesting friends. I have nice that friends. I live like by. smart ones. You guys, right. are, you guys are my deep friends. <laughs> You know, one other thing to add on to before we move off of that, um, because there was some variation of this question given to us 100 times in the last two days. It takes time. So a lot of people are saying, gosh, you know, how do you jump jump into the deep end with each other? But you're looking at your seven. Yeah. So you can't expect um, a new friendship or a young friendship or one that's sort of sort of still in probation Mm -hmm. to necessarily deliver the depth um, up front that you may end up with at on your three. Yeah. Um, and so there is something to be said for staying the course. Mm-hmm. Um, a- again, it's not always going to work. Sometimes you just sort of part ways amply and realize this isn't really going to, this isn't going to be the thing I was looking for, but it, you might be surprised what develops. Our main mode of connection is Voxer. Every day. S- every seven day. days yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> seven days a week for all these years. And so and that matters. We'll do, sometimes it'll just be a pulse check. If I were to, to jump in and say something and no one answered for a day, I don't immediately, oh my gosh, they they're don't not, care about they don't me, care, right? they're not listening. We have an right. agreement that when, when we're able to listen, we'll listen, and we give each other lots of grace on the fact mm-hmm. that it might take two or three days before we all circle back around and talk to each other. In super, super practical terms, I think that the deeper, like, the depth started when you're really good at this, Sarah, you're really good at this, uh, when certain people will say things like, I'm wondering if we can talk about, <laughs> That's true. like, mm-hmm. some theology, or, yeah. you guys... This might not be a popular opinion, but uh-huh. I hated that book. Or, like, yeah. whatever it is, it there is a sense of, like, we're going to ease into this, and now point. we don't have to ease in anything. That's now true. It's like a ball. Yeah. Now it's like but a But there was ball. a very yeah. practical sense of, like, some of you are really good at just kind of engaging, just gently engaging mm. in deeper conversations. Here's a related question is, 
people are asking how we jump into the loving ass kicking. I, I will, I'll start on that by saying, first, you have to build the credibility. You mm. can't jump into that kind mm. of a friendship. You have to have, I mean, you know, not to use a trite metaphor, but you have to have filled that well mm-hmm. for you, you know, mm-hmm. of, of just, a, yeah, affirmation and, and yeah. knowing that we love each other and that kind of a thing. But what I would say about that is our loving ass kicking, I mean, 99% of the time, is one of us confronting someone about them not fully seeing their worth, yeah, that's actually um, believing lies, um, believing false mm-hmm. narratives, yep. um, s- shortchanging themselves yeah. or their identity, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes it's that Our we... Our own unhealthiness. We yes. call each other on unhealthy behaviors. Absolutely. Sure. Yep. Or we know that someone has a dream and they're not doing it, and, yep. and so we go like, okay, we're going to clear the path right. for you to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. But how do you feel like we... Yeah. we are able to be like that with one another without it causing strife or... Well, I think that it it was exactly what you said in that we build the credibility, but there is such a long runway and it's so that even by the time we get to a little bit of ass kicking, and I mean, we all know that like the best girlfriends are like equal parts, mm-hmm. right? That you've got to have like, so much cheerleading and, and having each other's back and loyalty and standing up for one another. That even by the time we get to the point where you're like, okay, we need to have a hard conversation and we're going to do it in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we approach that is genuinely from a sense of love. Like mm-hmm. I have never felt more loved in my life than when you guys call me on my crap. Right. Mm-hmm. Because somebody mm-hmm. does love me enough to say that and to be able to have those hard conversations. You end up feeling more deeply loved and not threatened mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. somebody actually says, you're wrong. And you know what? Here's where we're going to go. And mm-hmm. here's what we need to do. And here's how you need to shift. And what, how mm-hmm. can we support mm-hmm. you in that? Mm-hmm. And then you follow up a few days later and are like, okay, yeah. how are we doing on all of this? <laughs> it's the worst. It is. <laughs> but, you know, I think about last night. We sat in the living room last night and there was a fair amount of loving ass kicking going on in the room. I call it bossing. Bossing is fair. You're, there's no lie there. Yeah. Sarah is um, the boss of me. But <laughs> at every single point, there was not one moment where it did not feel so like, the reason that I'm saying this is because I I, we love you so much mm-hmm. and we have your highest good in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. No, there's not even a, there's never a doubt yeah. that that's the thing. Absolutely. And that's very felt. So it's not like mm-hmm. passive aggressive. It isn't veiled no um, um, judgment, mm-hmm. jealousy. Like we, jealous. It's none of that. Insecure none of that exists. And, and so, it's not ultimatum either. It's I love you no matter what. Yeah. yeah. You, this is what I think you should do. Yeah. If you and choose if you differently, don't, I love and support that's you. There's, exactly. there's that's never true. a lack of that's like fair. support. Yeah. Someone asked this, which is somewhat related to this one. How you know? How do you feel brave enough and ready to accept this? You know, this kind of a relationship. And I. To me, I think you have to decide that you want it in your life. Hmm. Um, that that is the kind of friendship you want because not everybody does. And I think I think that there's this idea floating around that um, you shouldn't worry about what anybody else thinks of you. Like other people's opinions of me are not my business. Mm-hmm. And in in my opinion, while I, that's a nice kind of broad brush to paint, I appoint specific people in my life whose opinion actually really matters. To right. Me, who can see me more clearly than I can see myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we get bogged down in our own anxieties and our own irrational thoughts about ourselves and our imposter syndrome and what, blah, blah, blah. And so I think if you live in that space of, you know, people that you really trust and admire that you want to hand over saying, actually, your opinion absolutely matters. Mm-hmm. And even if it's negative, I want the feedback and I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. All right. How do we make this happen every year, no matter what? I, uh-huh. I block off my calendar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we organize childcare. My whole family kind of steps in. My mom is with my youngest today. Like everybody kind of gathers around it. And I think part of the reason why they prioritize it um, 
is because they see that it has mattered in my life. Yes. Yeah. That I'm a better wife, I'm a better mom, I'm a better writer, I'm a better leader, I am better in, in every other aspect of my life because of you broads. <laughs> and so then everybody's invested. My husband's right. like, please go. <laughs> yes. Yes. my children you know like you come home like and even from a work perspective like I come home with clarity I come home with focus I come home with goals I come home knowing where I'm going and how I feel less you know uh, cloudy I guess is the best way to put that and so and then you feel strengthened and we have another year ahead but I mean there's sacrifices for sure totally. it's and it's not just our sacrifices right. it's not just financial sacrifices it's sacrifices from all the people who love us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do that for them as well Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's it's part of relationships, and we do keep it cheap. We, we keep we it cheap. It, yeah, it's at a at a home it's that's one of our houses. And, yeah. yeah, and we, you know, we look for we kind of bump, have bumped it a little further into January to get cheaper airfare. Yeah. we keep it mm-hmm. as low key as we can. We eat at home we primarily. Cook. Yeah, we, yeah, we cook well, at so home. That was a question. Mm-hmm. Do you all take turns cooking? How do you handle the food while you're there? Mm. Well, <laughs> we have a we have a system. We, have a chef. we do have a system. <laughs> mm-hmm. So here's the deal. I've hosted the last three years, right? Or is yeah. it four? Yeah. Four. This is, the, this is the fourth year in a row that this we've been central. here. Um, it's because I have one million children, so I have beds. And, um, <clears throat> and so, it's pretty central for both of us. Yeah. It's central. When we first started, yes. Sarah Goodfellow was in Peru. Peru. Mm-hmm. Terrace in Haiti. I'm up just outside of Vancouver. Yeah, You're here in Austin. And then we have two in California. Yeah. And so Austin felt very central for all of us to try to get exactly to. Exactly true. Um, and so because my friends all pay for flights to get here and I already live here then they also pay the time in travel which I mean for Sarah it is a it's a full day Mm -hmm. of travel on either side and so I feel like it's a very fair exchange so I I buy and I cook all the food so that's my both monetary investment and time investment and of course you know I love it so and we love I it. Mean, and we love let's it. not we twist my it. arm. It's just let's be honest. A I working mean, system. I feel like I would take over any one of your kitchens as yes. well. Yes. But it works out wonderfully and I love it. So I feel like it usually works. Like not always, not a foolproof system. For example, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I'm just gonna say You got you know, call a thing a thing. I'm gonna call a thing a thing. Call a thing a thing. Like okay. Ayanla tells us. Our patrons say Our Ayanla. Patrons say Ayanla. Yes. Um I said to the girls. I know that I've cooked for you now for four years, but just as a reminder, just a refresher, as I'm making grocery lists and making meal planning, just is there any uh, allergies, for example, or preferences even, dislikes, just <laughs> things that you just can't abide by? Nope. None. <laughs> Love everything. <laughs> Make us all the food. <laughs> so I, I pull a delicious honey walnut shrimp recipe because yummy. <laughs> and they start dropping like flies. Oh, I'm not eating shrimp. Oh, I hate shrimp. I can't have shrimp. Not oh. all of us. Some of Fair. us. Are, some of Jamie all Wright all of us eats exactly. everything, and I, I do appreciate that about you. You really do. But anyway, I'm just saying sometimes your friends lie, and <laughs> so you need to build in some more truth and trust somewhere. And, and forgiveness. And forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We're going to work through this, We're going to work on It'll, it. We'll get So there. anyway, that's we'll how it works there. for us. However, Kristen had a great idea that we were talking about employing for next year as we're looking at um, changing this up. Which is everybody bring your best meal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everybody's in charge of one meal, mm-hmm. and it's like your it's your A game. You know, yeah. it's your all star recipe, which is a really really fun idea. Because like Jamie bakes, she's oh, dessert and pies and things mm-hmm. that 
I don't have any concept of dessert. My idea of dessert for these girls is I got six pints of Ben and Jerry. At Which ben we weren't sad. Also works. We weren't I'm just saying. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how we do it. All right. Um, guess each other's love languages. So let's go down the road. Will you remind me what they are? Oh, gosh. What are the words of affirmation? Yeah. Acts of service. Words acts of, of affirmation. Service. Acts of service. Time. Quality time. Quality time. Affection. Physical affection. Physical. Yeah. Gifts. And gifts. And gifts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. gosh. This is I weird. just pulled that out of like a... Uh-huh. Evangelical Sarah from the yeah, 90s. Exactly. <laughs> there it is. Let's guess Sarah's. Okay, let's yeah. go down the road. Okay. Okay. Okay, like, so we're I gonna think guess Sarah's for Sarah. Is, yeah. I would guess words of affirmation. So would I. You are right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Let's talk about Tara. Physical touch. Mm, I'm service. guessing words of affirmation. Quality time. 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 That's Tara. She needs time. So I feel very loved these four days of the year. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Do you also score high on physical touch? No. You don't? That's Troy. Maybe no. that's what I'm so thinking. I've learned. Maybe that's, that's maybe what I'm <laughs> These thinking. These are things that we learn over okay. the years. <laughs> What's Kristen's words of affirmation? I'm going to say, I'm acts going between service. acts of service and gifts. But Acts of service, okay. for sure. All right. Which is my, how which I. Which is a form, yeah. Which how is how I you also, love yeah. us. You've been doing the dishes all weekend. That's true. Well, that's a good point. I remember hearing once that like, how you love everybody else is actually yours. And yeah. I was thinking about how like, you're always washing dishes. That's true. Yeah. You're always doing things for all of us. You're serving constantly. That's and true. So that's, that's a good point. Jamie's. Jamie's. It's got to be. Yeah. I'm going to say quality time. Maybe physical um, touch. It, it's probably physical touch. Okay. Jamie you. doesn't hug. Away from me, Satan. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm uncomfortable now. Right. She's in up in my bubble. She doesn't even yes. want to be uh, in this because she's right. so close to me. Like um, a no, no, sandwich. It's, she's so happy. We're, yes, Jimmy, I'm the meat in the sandwich. Um, it's probably time and words are probably tied. So this is I great for so. me. Like a yeah. few yeah. days away with you guys telling me awesome things. It's yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I think yours is words it of is. affirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I would think that would be yours because that's often a threes. Um, I know, language. right? I know. Tell me more about me. <laughs> I, like, I like productivity, so if someone does something for me that like moves things along. Oh, that's true too. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You're right. Someone... All right, here's um, a more personal one. I want to know how everyone's doing really. 2018 oh. was a hell year for several in the group with some major life changes. Mm. Are y'all okay? <laughs> that's really, really precious. That's really nice. Yeah, Should we go, like, go? We can well, start on that at this time. <laughs> let's, let's talk about who kind of had a bad year and have kind of emerged. Or a hard year. I we or one that would be a hard year. year. Well, I think, it's, I think that that's just it. I mean, at a certain point, you recognize that everybody's dealing with big stuff every year. There's nothing really precious or, you know, particularly mm-hmm. unique about that. I think that everybody who's watching could probably say the same thing about their 2018 or their 2017. Mm-hmm. Some years yeah. are simply more challenging than others, and they're often very unique, you know, mm-hmm. to your own circumstances. I mean, my health took a big hit this That's year. Right. For those of you mm-hmm. who don't know, I had a, a major car accident about two years ago, and so it's had big changes in terms of my health and my body and my work and vocation. And honestly, I think probably the best way to say how am I doing is is actually remarkably well and I think the reason why is because of days like this mm-hmm. and relationships like this and my family and everything else I don't know how you I don't know how I would have navigated all of the grief and the loss um, without you mm-hmm. so. and I think part of the reason that this works so well is that we can be honest with each other when we're really in the dumps and mm-hmm. help pull, sure. pull one another out yeah. and pray each other through that and yeah. Yeah, I I stopped drinking about 70 days ago because I was starting to medicate and these guys all offered to not drink this week if it, that would help me, which it's not it's not what where I am, but 
it's just fascinating to realize, I mean, if you have a really great group of people that would say to you, we're all going to party for four days, but we'll party the way you need to party. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah. that level of commitment and friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. Um, I had a really bad 2017, yeah. um, went through a divorce and then 2018 was sort of the emotional fallout of it where I had on 2017, I'd gotten through all, like, you know, filing the divorce and moving out and all that. And then 2018, my body and my brain went like, we're still here and we're upset <laughs> and we're yeah. mad so and hard. just kind of rebelled against me. And so this was a year of some real extreme anxiety for me. And, um, but I will say that I am doing better. Yeah, and I think I'm on an upward trajectory, but it was it was a dark year mm. for me mm-hmm. this year. I had, a, I had a weird year. Mm. 2017 was right. a, was extra hard um, because I began divorce proceedings in 2017, which are still happening, um, and that's been rough. But uh, this this year for me, I would say it's been like personally, I've I've pulled back in a lot of like public spaces and leaned in in a lot of personal spaces mm-hmm. and it's That's been awesome. Good. Yeah. Like That's it's been, been really good. So good. And, and, um, you know, there's been difficulties like normal stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. overall I think I'm like pretty great. I think you so are too. pretty great. Yeah. It's, it's, you are I'm pretty feeling- great. I'm excited about 2019. I think mm-hmm. that's the fun thing yeah. too. And friendships as you last over the years, as you mm-hmm. begin to realize that, we all will have that, That's right. and, and, and we and, and we get to rejoice mm-hmm. then and be even more happy when things yes. are like my secondhand joy yeah. over Jamie's life is, yeah. is <laughs> almost commensurate to how I would feel for my own. Yes, <laughs> totally. like, and it is so fun to have this space where I'm just like, you guys, guess what? I'm you know, so like, happy. We should just celebrate <laughs> the fun things. And, well, I think that's yeah. what's fun about a really good friendship group is that you get to have a place where you get to be unapologetically sad and low mm-hmm. and, and discouraged and upset, mm-hmm. but also a place you get to like shamelessly brag, brag. about everything uh, totally. that's amazing yes. and good and strong that you're good at, mm-hmm. that nobody's holding you back from being as happy as you are. I we do that say that's that really to a lot unique. too. Yeah. We'll, we'll come in and say, I need a place to brag and this is it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing. Totally. I'm like, oh. It's so fun when somebody else has totally. something to brag about. I love it. So great. Yeah, I'm kind this. of like you girls. For me, 2017 was really low. Oh, that was a hard year for us as a group. And I just, that was a pit. And thank goodness for you girls. Oh, my gosh. So for me, 2018 was also an emerging, uh, just kind of a healing year, restoring. Lots of stuff was renewed for me and Mm -hmm. redeemed in wonderful ways I didn't see coming. And so I feel good this year. I feel better this year. We have our other challenges. There's other things. There's never nothing. Right. No, there's, there's never, never, never nothing. Never a dull moment. There's never a dull mm-hmm. moment. It's but we, we really saw each other through a really rough 2017. So mm-hmm. it feels wonderful just to sometimes be happy. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 That's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on a lighter note, favorite author. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is really one. hard. That's, That's so very hard. hard to ask a bunch of writers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just say this. I'll just throw it out because it's an easy one because dive into genre and all that would be challenging but I, probably my favorite author is David Spiris oh gosh yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah that's so definitely good. he's yeah. just uh, so good he's, he's unmatched brilliant. yeah brilliant he's unequal so there's no one like him he pioneered mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. makes me blubber cry yeah. laughter tears yeah <laughs> <laughs> if I'm reading David Sedaris on a plane I'm embarrassing myself absolutely like there's, yeah for sure yeah. David Sedaris one of these days. oh my gosh Sarah I don't even know what to say right now. Who even no. are you? Or, or even just friends. listen, listen to him. Listen I don't to know. him. I know. That's the worst. Listen to him is right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to kick it back and say I still love Jane Austen. Still holding mm-hmm. strong with Jane Austen. There you go. Um, another old school. I love Amy Tan. 
Oh, that's a good one. Um, I really love Wally Lamb. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Were you? Mm-hmm. Wally Lamb. I, I don't read as much. Out. I don't read as much as the rest of these guys, but um, I really love Wally Lamb. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. my life's not depressing. I like to read depressing things. Right. Uh, see, <laughs> I don't love depressing writers. I have no angst. I just want to read about it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel Other smug people. and happy. Sure. I don't have a. I cannot say Second this is my favorite, favorite writer, yeah. and I'm so forgetful. Yeah. I read books. That I love. I couldn't tell you the titles or the Mm -hmm. authors. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of reading and, like, I read a lot of novels. I read a lot of spiritual memoir, which I guess makes sense since that's Mm -hmm. my lane. Um, Love a lot of nonfiction. I think probably my, the one who's probably shaped me the most in terms of how I write or how I show up in that space has probably been um, Barbara Brown Taylor, Mm -hmm. uh, Madeline Langell, probably going all the way back. Um, to most of her nonfiction work, not even I love her fiction work as well. All right, on the topic of books, do you share books or writing drafts with one another? How do you coach books out of each other? Well, first of all, I want to say that not all of us are writers. Right. No, um, although everybody on this couch writes, Tara writes a actually, lot of mine. Not all of us write books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all like, of us. Write. I love writing. I don't like I'm, the book thing. Scares me. So. Yeah. yeah, and it I just should, pray for that. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's just it. I mean, we we worked our way through. We, like, we help each other create book ideas oh my gosh. we help form proposals mm-hmm. we throw ideas in the pot and we say here's what you need to write here's what you don't mm-hmm. we help each other discern what it is that we actually want to write mm-hmm. we help each other part the weeds if we're feeling like we're overwhelmed by too many words and too many ideas totally mm-hmm. we help each other find our audiences we help each other titles. refine titles we, titles. we mm-hmm. structure i mean we don't we do a lot of work on the pre-work of a book and the um, structure of a book, and particularly we do a lot of work with each other around marketing and positioning books, mm-hmm. we don't read each other's drafts, mm-hmm. yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Right? I can't or think of a time. only pieces of it. Well, yeah. We forced yeah. you into it mm-hmm. yesterday, the yeah. two of you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I have to say it's funny because we're talking about vulnerability, and we were saying last night how showing someone your unfinished oh, work feels really naked and like that's maybe the step of vulnerability we haven't taken <laughs> it's <laughs> just like no, we're no, still no. a little protective of like let's oh, talk I about the idea that. but i don't want to be like right. here it is although <laughs> you gave us your you intro did. in a chapter yesterday i did give you that was new territory that was very new territory i'm still a little afraid yeah but i think it's super fun though to be with women who are ambitious and smart and are interested in leaning hard into um, your professional life mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times people will have certain and again it's fine to have different friend groups for different areas of your life mm-hmm. but having the overlap of both personal deep friendships and also professional wise mm-hmm. yes. brilliant strategic thinkers is pretty rare I, I think. think so too and it's a lot of fun it sure is. god we love it on right. um, weekends like this how much time do you spend talking about hard stuff versus fun girl fluff there is no distinction. I 50, agree. 50, no. I mean, it's it is. It's 50-50. And it weaves in and out. Yeah. There, the, even the hard stuff, we're still, we might be crying one second and laughing the next. Yeah. There is no. But, is but I will say this. We do set intentions for some of the deep stuff. Like, mm-hmm. as we were getting ready to, to, last week or so, in our sort of boxer space, uh, a handful of us would say, this is a thing I want to talk about at some point. Yeah. Um, this is, a, I want to dedicate a little bit yeah. of time to mm-hmm. us discussing yeah. blah. Yeah. I'm and bringing so, this and I'm going to put it in front yeah. of you and I want yeah. you all to take a run at That's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, we I, save things. We oh, save I'm going to fill you in on this. We, yes. Yeah, we did that too. Yep. Got yep. something to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we sort of set intentions early on because you can, you can, you can lose time oh, if yeah. you're not quite careful. Yeah. So yeah, you like can last chit, night we, we, chat for four days we finished dinner and we were like, 
business. Everybody gather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. time to handle some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's good, and, and nobody gets out of that. So once you say, I've got a real... I've got a real struggle with a thing that I want to talk to you about. We are like, well, we are like elephants never forgetting. Yeah. Like, remember that one time you said that? <laughs> and then the person mm-hmm. on the hot seat will be like, I think that's enough. And then we'll be like, no, uh-huh. we're not done. Every time. We're going to just keep on. Every time. Actually, yep. you know what? I'm fine. I'd yeah. like to talk mm-hmm. about it. Change my mind. <laughs> Tell us more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Circling yeah. back to you. Yeah. But nor do we um, pish posh the, the absurd parts. Like, we also knew for a fact, just like last year, we were going to sit and watch the Golden Globes from the red carpet yeah. to the in it, to yeah, the finish. Yeah, and yeah. we did. So, yeah. it's all in. It all counts. Yeah. None of it's even more important than the other. No. We also spend a lot of time in silence. Oh, good no, point. I mean, that's a good we point. also good kind point. of, like, retreat into our own mm-hmm. spaces. Yeah. Just off and on throughout yeah. the weekend. Throughout the, yeah, throughout the our four days together, mm-hmm. I think especially because most of us identify, I think, as introverts. Every one of everyone. us. Yeah, every yeah. one of us identifies introverts. And so part of what makes the conversation so rich is that we take breaks to recharge. Mm-hmm. So we'll take time to, like, I worked on my book a lot yesterday morning, and Kristen was working on a other project, and Sarah was reading, mm-hmm. and someone else maybe go, go have a nap. And so because we respect that space, mm-hmm. we're able to come back together and actually have energy for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that happens naturally. Yeah. Nobody's like, okay, break time. No. It's just, all of a sudden no. we drift All of a sudden we're like, just yeah. like, we're done talking. No <laughs> yeah. more words. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's yeah. really organic. Very quiet. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What is your favorite show right now? Mm. For me, We've it's talked about this. Great. Grace and Frankie is my favorite yeah, show right now. Frankie. Because Grace I'm in that, I'm starting that stage of life and it's very hilarious to have, yeah. to see mm-hmm. perimenopause and menopause mocked. Oh, yes. they, I mean, yeah. they mock it in a fun way because it's, it's a hilarious it is change. It is. Well, we're all pretty devoted to Shit's Creek. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's my favorite. Forever. Shit's Creek forever. It's yeah, absolutely sure. my favorite. Absolutely my favorite show. Of all Did time. you see on Twitter this morning that the new season um, debuted today in Canada? Yes, not I here. Know. I did know Canada got this it. This is like literally Wait, the so one. Thing, this is like literally the one thing that I get before all of you. That's true. Yeah, it's so great. Um, I am. I I think I'm the one lone person who still watches The Bachelor. Yeah, you are judge the lone. me for it. Oh no, Sarah did follow watches. Oh, Sarah, you yeah. watches it with me. I I would not say it's my favorite show. I would say it's the show that gives. Like gives me Schadenfreude, and I feel better about myself when I watch it. And you it. watch it with your girlfriends, and, and it's I watch more, it with yeah, girlfriends. It's fun. But I still yeah. like it. And then I am like super into um, Sixty Days In, which is when regular people go into the prison and they I've live as prisoners for you sixty days. You watch a lot more reality oh TV. Gosh, like, I've never heard of that. So stressful. Uh, I watch a lot of like my favorite shows will come British. out like every two years and there will be six episodes like Downton yeah like you know like Doctor Who and Call the Midwife yeah. and Full Dark and you know all those kinds of mm-hmm. all the everything that's on PBS is the stuff I love it so <laughs> is yeah, yeah, it yeah. so it's is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that watches all the creepy murder shows yeah. I love I mean I just watch gross things all the time but um and so none of these are like it's not my favorite but I just finished um You which is new on Netflix and I found it Highly entertaining. It was a really good. What was book the one you well. were telling us about this morning? And with the, um, Black Mirror your... Bandersnatch. Like okay. it, That's the it's selected ending. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you choose your own adventure on Netflix, and I found it really brilliant, and interesting, mm-hmm. and you know, creepy and scary. But yeah. I'm, my constitution, as you've mentioned, as Miss Congeniality, is too tender. Yeah. I can't handle the dark and the scary Not and the either. evil. So I like to watch funny shows almost entirely. Mm-hmm. And on reruns. I'm mm-hmm. watching reruns of the Mindy Project right now. <laughs> oh, that's oh such gosh. a good one. She's that's so really funny. Yeah. And Ike Bernholtz, 
love He's them. He's so funny. Oh okay. Gosh. Um, would we ever consider doing an event with all of us as speakers? That's one that I've seen a few times. We talk about that we do. every year. We yeah. spend time talking yeah. about this. How do you deal with your with our mutual friends feeling left out by our gathering? Mm-hmm. And when do you decide, if ever, to bring someone new into the group? Mm-hmm. So we talked question. about this, and we were saying that we don't really... We live in different places, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have different friend groups. Um, so we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have like people who we're all equally close to yeah. that it would be weird that we're all in a friend group and that one person mm-hmm. is Yeah, here. I could see it would be harder if you had like a, a group of women, for instance, at your church and then right. all of a sudden four of you paired off or, or we all had kids be, at You would have more school. of that dynamic. Like that's right. not really Which, the dynamic that we have. Really. It's not what we have, but I want to say you have permission. Yes, okay. Like I if agree. you have good chemistry with four women at your I church agree. and not the rest, I mean, there is the risk that people will find you clicky or whatever and you shouldn't be an asshole about it. But, right. like, be nurtured and find your group and find mm-hmm. your people. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. You, a group starts in one way. That's not necessarily how it finishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this started um, as a larger group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost double. Yeah, yeah. almost double the size yeah. of this was yeah. the initial friend group. And people would remove themselves for, mm-hmm. you know, personal reasons and good reasons mm-hmm. and just life stage reasons. Yeah. And we're still friends with mm-hmm. pretty, every single one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And. And we don't add anyone new. No. I mean, I, I think we all feel too protective. It's like, you know, one new person could just, you yeah. know, I don't know. Seven like, years of history and sharing really vulnerable things and then having a new person come in, it would just feel like they would feel left out, I think. Yeah. Right? And honestly, like the way this this shook, shook out the way it did because the six of us have chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have all of this in common and we have all of these stories and we have all this other good stuff happening for us, but it really boils down to good chemistry. I and agree. when you find the people that you have good chemistry with mm-hmm. and you, 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 it will really mess, you can really mess it up if yeah. you bring in another element. Mm-hmm. And so but, I mean, just out. to be clear, we, we all have a lot of uh, meaningful relationships in mm-hmm. our lives where we live at home. So it's not as if yeah. we've made our friends and there's no room for anybody new ever. That's really not the right. point. It's just this is one little space in our world that has been forged through a lot of fires, and it's really, really treasured, very, very cherished. Um, and so we all have really meaningful relationships we all everywhere have best, else. We all have best friends. Yes. Yeah. Outside of this yeah. 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 There were a lot of questions, and I'm sorry yeah. if we didn't get to yeah. yours. Um, it was just, I think at a certain point, we kind of run out of time, but uh, thank you for asking and thank you for being so incredibly engaged and for asking thoughtful and real questions and even bringing some of your own hearts um, and heartache to us. Bye guys. Bye everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.